my favorite thing is monsters. It's if you're listening, one person's mission to force your friend to re- listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey. Ooh, a little rusty. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I just started going into like, I, I wasn't thinking about the tagline at all. And then just, I think I started thinking about it and dropped it. Panicked. Uh, Panicked. How are you, Ramsey? Doing okay. You know. Summer now. It is summer now. Full on summer. Uh, that's all I got. Where you know, in Classic July, Ramsey and Heather weather discussion. We're in July. It's warm. Actually, it's not too hot today. I'll take it. I haven't been outside in two days, so I can't tell you. Oh God, I go outside every day, or I think I'd go fucking insane. I generally try to. We usually go for a walk in the evening when it's not crazy hot. Yeah, uh, I went for a walk this morning and got a COVID test. It was a cool uh, morning walk. I tricked myself into doing it by getting a latte after. (laughs) How did the back of your throat feel? Honestly, it's fine. It's not that bad. I feel like people are huge babies about it. It's not that bad. Like, it's not like I enjoyed it, but it's fine. Sure. It's fine. Do you think people should get tested? Yeah. Are you you in favor of it? Do you think people should wear masks, Heather? (laughs) Yes. Okay, good. Wear a fucking mask. Get COVID (laughs) tests. Oh, my God. I don't even know why I thought you were going to say get COVID, but uh, I'm glad you didn't say that. No, only if we knew the antibodies worked, but we don't even fucking know that shit. That's a good point. Still don't get it on purpose. That would be crazy. Yeah, don't, don't get it at all. Yeah, try try to avoid it. Try to avoid getting it. Try to avoid giving it to people. You know, whatever. Look, uh, I guess just so we're on record, don't get any diseases. That's what the podcast says. Ideally, ideally, if you get one, you know that's okay. Stuff happens, but maybe try not to. Mm-hmm. That's my POV. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to some music. Okay. Um, okay, Ramsey. Today we yes. are going to do. The second studio album by American indie rock band Manchester Orchestra. Are you hmm. confused because Manchester is not a city in America? There uh, might be a Manchester in America, but I don't think so. Not famously. There's Manchester by the Sea, but I think that's the full name of the city. Yeah, we mostly associate that with Casey Affleck, don't we? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I I actually never saw that movie. Me um, either. <laughs> Am I correct in assuming there is also not an orchestra involved in this? Correct. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those, like Ben Folds 5 with only three guys in it. I can tell you why, though. I actually did look up the name origin earlier. Uh, the lead singer of this band's name is Andy Hull. And he he was he originally thought he was going to do this as a solo project and have his friends like just play on the album and stuff and like pop in and out. And so a, he was listening to a lot of the Smiths. And so I guess that's where like the Manchester Mm. part came in. And then um, the orchestra part, he was thinking of himself kind of like an orchestra leader with his friends coming in and out, but then it turned into a real band. Hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I actually did not know that until today (laughs) when I looked it up, (laughs) but you know, um yeah that's that's the deal with this band but uh what year did you say this second album came out uh i don't think i did 2009 okay um yeah so okay 
here's my history, my, my brief history with this band. So this was their second album, their first album. Uh, hold on. Their albums have long titles. Uh, I'm like a virgin losing a child was their first album. This is mean everything to nos- nothing. And so obviously this is like a little later. This is, I'm very much in college and post at this point, but I, I think I, oh, I think I found out about brand new because um, they were like friends and toured with Kevin Devine and brand new during, I think that first album, if I, my timing is correct. Um, mm. And they also released, um, they had a YouTube channel. And this was like, I feel like very odd at the time, but now is super normal, normal, but they basically did like tour vlogs, but we wouldn't have known the word vlog then where they would just like (laughs) film themselves on tour, like goofing around in the van with each other and with like brand new and Kevin Devine. And like, they were so funny. And like, I, I, I don't know. It was like a weird window into bands lives that I feel like people weren't really doing at that time. I mean, I don't know if bands do it now. I assume. Yeah. Like with Instagram stories and shit, you know, it's very easy now, but someone had to like edit them and stuff in that time. Yeah. Basically uh, invented the Instagram live post. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, But yeah, so I got into them that way. But and I like I like their first album, but this album I really I it's my favorite of uh, yeah I think it's my favorite of their albums. Um, I saw them in December. I think it was on the oh yeah it was the ten year tour of this album. Oh yeah, wow. that, that math makes sense. Um, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are they still? Like, was this a reunion tour or was it? No, they uh, came out with an album as recently as 2017. Wow. Okay. Uh So they are still pretty active and they also like, so like I said, Andy was going to do this as a solo project, but he does have a solo project called Right Away Great Captain. And then he also has another band called Bad Books, which is him and Kevin Devine and think at least one other person from manchester orchestra i can't remember who all is in that band but and i don't feel like looking it up right now but um yeah so they they're he's andy at least is still like active and doing lots of other things and i think even some of the other members of this band also have side projects too so very active band still to this day of 2020 (laughs) i like the name bad books that's a good it's a good solo project yeah it's a good name um but yeah i uh, I so they're described on Wikipedia as indie rock. I don't even. I would. I don't. I think. I guess that's right. But they're just a, it, a rock band. Do you see in your mind is the difference between an indie band and a rock band the level of success, or is the sound? To me, it's the sound, but I don't know that actually know that that's accurate. Like they are on an independent label. They're on their own label, which is called Favorite Gen- Gentlemen. yeah it's a real old timey feel between this and then the arise sir captain and whatever the name of the (laughs) great captain (laughs) yes um but yeah so that's i don't know that's the gist of this band i like them uh did is this one that you listen to third and fourth albums from Um, or were you you were good with the one 
No, I did. I list. I actually, I'm looking. I love their next album, Simple Math, and then the album after that, Cope. Swiss Army Man. Oh, they did the soundtrack for Swiss Army Man. I got confused. Oh, I see. And then I, yeah, actually, I listened to all their albums after this one. Actually, I just listened to all their albums. Apparently, Oop. huh? I like. I know that's that's a thing that'll happen sometimes. Yeah. No, I mean, I had to look, but yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, do you have any concept of what this band is going to sound like? Not really. Um, yeah. Think- Cause like, obviously they aren't going to be an orchestra. I know that. I that know is, this show. That is correct. Um, uh, yeah. And you saying rock band, I guess the the fact that they have, that they opened for Kevin Devine and brand new, uh-huh. or at least are associated with those acts. Yes. Tells me a little something that they are going to be like crazy aggressive. Okay. Uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't have a lot to go on other than Andy Tull sounds like Andy Hall. He was in Jethro- <laughs> oh well, now I'm even further away. <laughs> Andy Hall. Um, now I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, show me that album art. Okay. I got it. Great. Uh, I don't like this. This looks like the. Uh, like the cover art for Austin city limits or something. This looks like a new country album. Uh, that is not wrong. Uh, I really like it though, because it, I doubt it's real. I'm sure it's a typeface, but um, it's made to look like letterpress. Yeah. Wood, woodblock letterpress. Uh, it, yeah. It is funny. Now the- I'm just like deeply staring at it. They could have made it look a little more real. I don't like the sp- the lack of space between two and nothing also they're like right up against each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like uh, it, but, it, but it's not it's, anything to write home about. Yeah. It's continuing the old timey feel of this. What's behind the letters. I can't tell I what that know. is. Blob. It's like a landscape. Yeah. I don't even know. I think it's just like, it kind of looks like a really shittily, like, like a photograph that like got wet. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I, it's it like, like not anything I can distinguish. It looks like a puddle of glue. Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's all I, I got. Like, I like it. Um, I don't. All right, fine. Should we play it and see <laughs> if you like this album? Yes, I am curious what this will sound o- like. Okay, great. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded yes. like a... NES racing game starting up. This is such a good opening song. I love it so much. Also realizing we didn't check levels. Yeah, we didn't. It's fine. <laughs> cool. Really good claps. Yes, I will give it that. Which also makes it for a fun live song. Did you say the name of this? Uh, this is the only one. Okay. I'm going to turn it down a little on my side. Heather, have you ever heard uh, mm-hmm. Indian folk guy Marcellus Hall? No. Very similar vocal quality. 
and even song style I'll, I'll even say I like this so far I, lo- I love it there's just like it's a very unique sounding song in my opinion yeah you know what it's it's got shades of uh, neutral milk hotel as well i would very much agree with that oh. i don't know what that noise is but i love it uh that's that's a slide up whatever instrument that was i don't know I think this is the part coming up that sounds even cooler. There's like a little solo part. Maybe it was that part and I'm forgetting how things go. Oh no, it's this. Okay. It's just so good. Yeah. And I mean... At this time, nothing else I was listening to sounded remotely like this. Right. Yeah, I can definitely hear where this is an outlier for you. And I mean, so I guess this would have been around the time. Don't sue me if I'm getting this timeline wrong. But like for brand new, probably Devil and God, which was like their uh, heavier, like it was them going Mm. into a heavier direction, which not that I'm saying they were copying them, but like I think... Uh, I don't know, uh, maybe a music historian can tell me this, but like I feel like <laughs> that it's not unique that at this time, like I feel like a lot of these bands were coming out of like the emo space of like, no, I don't think it was a reaction to being like labeled emo and like the like quintessential like whiny emo singer songwriter thing, which obviously we know I love, but like. Sure. This I do feel like there were there were other bands at this time who were had like this bigger sound um, and were more of like a rock band than like like I would not call Manchester Orchestra an emo band but they were still playing with like those bands that all came out of that scene. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think it was interesting that like they they and their peers that they were touring with at that time also like had such a huge sound coming out of this period of like very quiet a lot of acoustic type of emo music yeah i wonder how much of that was some kind of rubbing off on one another yeah i don't know and i mean manchester they're also from atlanta and um so I think like there is a, like a more southern sound to all of their music for the most part, which I think you can definitely hear on this album as well. Uh, there is a little bit of country to it, not in like a I would never call them a country band, but maybe Americana yeah, it, is a little more accurate. But yeah, as soon as you said that, it, it didn't hit me at all independently. But once you mentioned oh, that, I could definitely hear the southernness of them. Just just yeah. a hint. I uh, I love them so much. I love this song. I am not liking this one as much oh, as the first one. I'm so shocked. <laughs> this was one of the singles. So um, the first song was a single. 
and this one. Mm. Okay, I know you weren't going to like the yelling, but then it gets to this quiet part that is so good. Okay, I like this better, yes. <laughs> well, and Beaver, I honestly, I think you'd probably like right away Great Captain more than, well, you might like Bad Books too, but there is a lot less yelling in both of those bands. Yeah. I try to avoid bad books. I only read good books. Mm, fair enough. I've been reading a book about a pandemic and I have to keep reading it in chunks because it's giving me nightmares. <laughs> is it true, book club? No, I'm just reading it for my life because I liked her other oh. book. Oh, I see. I don't know what to call it, but I like those bursts. Yeah, I don't know uh, either. Yeah. I'm not a musicologist. Nope, you're not or a musicologist. Or a historian. Historian. None of these things. <laughs> you're just a music appreciator. It's true. Do you listen to that? Um, oh, damn it. My phone's across the room. There is a podcast I listen to that literally does have a musicologist on it, and he explains, like, why certain things are happening in songs, and I'm like, damn. Really, he really, like, breaks it. It's not Song Exploder, but it's, um, god damn it. I'm not going to hmm. remember it, but I'll figure it out eventually. I haven't listened to that, but I've listened to or watched a few, like, Vox does versions of that. Is this that might really be the box one. Oh, okay. Ugh, I'm not gonna figure it. Switched on pop. Oh, no, I don't know that, but it sounds like something I'd enjoy. It's a musicologist and a songwriter. It's very good. We talk a lot about just like how songs are structured and why certain songs are popular. It's very good. You would like it. Hmm. Cool. I actually think most people, well, I don't know. It's very poppy. So I would say I think most people, it is a box one though. Um, I would suggest it. I think if people li listen to the show and just generally like music, you would like it. It just happens to be mostly about pop music. Is this still the second song? Yep. Oh now man. Did not like that, huh? Uh-uh. Now it is the third song, which was also the third single. This one is called I've Got Friends. Um, it is funny. So this is... I'm actually surprised it took me this long to do Manchester Orchestra because they are a band I really like. And I like so much of their music, but I would... I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I would never be like, oh yeah, Manchester Orchestra is like one of my favorite bands. But I hmm. clearly have been listening to them for over 10 years and I really like them. And I I don't know why... I don't know why it has taken me this long to even do them because I love them. <laughs> huh. I've seen them a lot of times too, but they're like... I don't know, people are like crazy active fans of this band. They have a lot of bro fans, which I don't love, but um, their fan base is really all over the place too, though, which is interesting. Although I yeah, guess, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that this is not a sound that I would expect a bunch of bro bands or bro fans to latch onto, but how can you Brand tell? 
brand news fan base kind of got a little bro-y. Not a little. It got bro-y. Uh, Interesting. And I think it was like, I don't know, it's the Manchester Orchestra fans are definitely a Venn diagram of that as well. Not all of them, of course, but um, yeah, it's a contingent. It's not my favorite. Uh, <laughs> obviously. Um, but yeah. I just what, what band, including ones that you don't particularly <laughs> would you say has the brilliant fan base? Ooh. Well, EDM at this point. But, um... Rowy band. Oh, like, um... Uh, hold on. It just went out of my brain. Like, any, like, oh, like, generic-ass indie bands that mm, all have, mm-hmm. like, kind of animal names that sound the same? I don't know. <laughs> Dave Matthews band popped in my head, but I, don't, I think that's a different kind of bro. Well, and that's like a 90s hippie bro. I'm not even sure right. now. Yeah, like, I don't true. Even know, I don't even know if those people are bros now. Oh, yeah, they're just dads. They're just dads, yeah. Ruin their own beer. Oh, definitely. <laughs> And they're naming all their custom, like, homemade brews after Dave Matthews songs. Yes. Definitely. Uh, cool. uh, uh, Ale's marching. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was, I got stuck on Crash Into Beer, and that's no good. Mm. Yeah. Uh... Uh, I just got into Crash Into Mead, but that's not even beer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a third DMV song, though. Uh, nope. Uh, nope, me either. <laughs> right, that's fine. Okay, we're two. There's only two Dave Matthews songs as far as we know. <laughs> yep. I'm torn on this part of the song. What about it's- it? It's a little, <laughs> it's a little too shouty for me, but I like the rhythm of it. Fair enough. I love that I think part. The, yeah, I think on the whole, I like it. All right. I <laughs> back to my confusing fandom of Manchester Orchestra and how I, mm. uh, I like don't even know myself how much I love them. In 2017, when they came out with their last album, they announced that they were going to do a show at Mercury Lounge, which... Have you ever been there? I'm sure I've been there at least once, but not a ton. So, for people... I'm trying to look up the capacity. So, it is a very small venue in the Lower East Side, 250-person capacity. Uh, And then, hold on, I'm trying to look up a different venue. Uh capacity so yeah so 250 person capacity it's a super small room for context the next time i saw them was at brooklyn steel which is an 1800 room or capacity room um so mercury lounge is a crazy crazy small room for them to play in. they don't play club shows like that um Hmm. but they announced they were going to play a show there it was kind of like a like a album showcase thing and i somehow got tickets when they went on sale uh, like miracle of miracles and i 
I was it was a that was a crazy summer for me. I was in Chicago like twice a month, and I was taking a class at NYU, a night class that I had to meet twice a week, and I had to oh, pass. Yeah. yeah, I had to pass Never it did. because work was paying for it. So I literally the day of that show, the Manchester Orchestra. Oh, hold on, is this song? This song. Okay, I'll get back to my story. This song okay. though. A live is incredible, but I feel like this song is the example of what I'm talking about when I say like they sound huge, like they have yeah. just a big, big sound. Um, it's it's insane. Um, uh, too scary, and the drum beat reminds me of Born in the USA. Go ahead. <laughs> too scary. Yeah, it sounds like a shark's coming at me. <laughs> too scary. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I'm too scary. Um, you're not going to like this one. (laughs) Beast! (laughs) You weren't going to like it. And twins! Same same sound. Still too scary? Yes. And I want to change it. It's not a shark, it's Godzilla. Yeah, it's definitely a mo- like a monster <laughs> that, that can walk. Yep. Um, oh my god, it's so funny. So, okay, yeah. So the morning of the show at Mercury Lounge, I woke up and I was in Chicago, Illinois. For context, Mercury Lounge is in New York City. So I was in Chicago and I flew back from Chicago. I landed at LaGuardia, got in a cab with my suitcase, went to NYU, took my final. <laughs> Finished that shit in record fucking time, got in a cab to Mercury Lounge, still with my suitcase, and made it in time for that show. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I where does the suitcase go? I threw it in a corner. <laughs> there we go. There was a period of time, I would say mostly 2017 and 2018, where I showed up with suitcases to shows pretty regularly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry to all uh, my friends who are managers and uh, merch people who had to hold on to my suitcase for me. That's even worse than asking <laughs> to hold your jacket. Can you hold my yeah, suitcase? That's, that's a commitment because there could be thousands of dollars worth of things in there. Yeah. Uh, did you have a unblemished record of leaving with your suitcase? Yeah, I never lost it. Excellent. That's that's too serious to lose. Also yeah, that's. Oh, this part's so good. Also, because to be real, it almost always had my work laptop in it at that point, too. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the first track was uh, very different from the rest of the album. Lulled you into a false sense of security. Yeah, I thought I was really going to like it. Oh, you don't love this? Hmm. I'll reserve my judgment for the end of this episode. It's not scary anymore, though, is it? No, it's just screamy now. Okay. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah, we've transitioned from scary to grating. Okay, go on. 
It's at least melodic, I was just going to say. Yeah. But I feel like they do repetitive stuff a lot in a way I really like. Like this, for example, like, they're still saying the same thing, but they like, ugh, the guitar sound here is so cool. Um, mm. I don't know. They just do interesting things. I just like them. <laughs> You're allowed. And we got some chuka chukas in there. Yeah. Another time I saw a brand new play at, speaking of uh, beers, Amagang Brewery. Where is that? Cooperstown, New York. Ah. You might know it as the Baseball Hall of Fame town, right? I do. Okay. Uh, did you go to Cooperstown? For, just for that show? Yeah. It's not exactly close. How long is that from here? I don't know. Far. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've only ever done it on the way to somewhere else. Not close. We had to rent a car. But it Worth was. It? They were, yeah, they were playing with Brand New and Kevin Devine. It was great. And then I guess, oh, I saw them at Riot Fest last year, and that was great also. They're just, they are a, such a good live band too, which like, they just, their sound comes off very well live. And now they're like a big enough band too that they also just have like, cool lights. You know, right, like shit right. Like that, that like does really make a difference. Uh, keeping in mind that I'm hearing this uh, transmitted to me remotely. Yes. Would it be fair to say that the beginning of this song had kind of like a 90s Pearl Jam feel? Uh, I don't think that's crazy. I'd have to go back and actually listen, but I don't think that's insanely off. Good. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I like this one better. Yeah, I think you will. Uh, I really like the line in this song, Well, Jesus is coming, better act our age. <laughs> That's I don't good. Know why. <laughs> I like that organ question mark sound. I believe that's an organ, yeah. And I will confirm you do like it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> What's this one called? This one is called In My Teeth. Don't come. There are, I would not say, I don't know. So Andy Hull went to, uh, I'm just going to go generic here with religious school. Um, okay. And there are definitely like some religious like undertones and references. I would not say they're a Christian band at all, but um like the individual members may be Christians, but I don't think they're a Christian band, but there's definitely some like, like, you know, talking about Jesus, stuff like that. Right. Like maybe a Sufjan level. Yeah, maybe. Also, you perfectly anticipated what my next question was going to be. Well done. Was it, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot more Jesus references in this song, so. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it sounds like somebody in this band just got a new like synthesizer with a bunch of new instruments in it. <laughs> they, I don't know if he's still in the band or if it's if there's someone else, but um, they definitely did have a keyboard player in the band at least for a period of time. Um, I don't know the current band's lined up lineup hmm. though. I do feel like with their um because they are such like a big loud band I think I like the element too that like they also do a lot of those quiet moments too right yeah this one came in really hard this quiet moment yeah this this section in particular sounds really huge yeah like an orchestra (laughs) a rock and roll orchestra (laughs) in my research today i thought this was i don't know not particularly interesting but notable this album was like pretty well received like across the board like it got mostly very high um critical reviews the fact that it had three singles is pretty impressive yeah for a second album yeah like just based on my most recent listening habits i know that there are later prince albums that didn't even get three singles yeah um absolute punk highly recommended it even Pitchfork gave it a 5.2, and I would not say this is like a normal, like normally in their wheelhouse. Pace yeah. 9.1. I don't know. Wow. Good reviews. Paste is a publication that I am familiar with, but I've never picked up an issue of it in my life. I used to be subscribed to it. Huh. Uh,. One of my friends worked there for a while. I think they were... I feel like I got it when, like... I don't know, when I decided that, like, Rolling Stone was too corporate for me. (laughs) Sure. That's why I'm fine, I am fine, I am fine, I am fine, I just need one hundred dollars. This one is called one hundred dollars. Okay. The thesis statement is clear. Yeah. I'm getting a bit of a bright eyes feel from like the quaver in his voice. Yeah. Uh, I actually like this okay. I think the stripped downness of the instrumentation that makes one the a yell. Little, a little neutral milk hotelly to me too. Yeah. True. And I will say, so I've seen, oh, this one is so good. Um, I've seen uh, Manchester and Brand New and Kevin Devine all do 
Nutramilk Hotel covers. Mm. This song was on Gossip Girl, a television show I loved, but would not necessarily associate with this. And I do remember that being, I, it's on the Wikipedia, but I remember being like, what the fuck? I like this. I am anticipating it's going to have not so much a yelly break in part, but more of a like sweeping epic arcade fiery kind of growth. We'll see. Uh, not related to this song, but Go on. since we had we were talking about Rolling Stone, and yeah. I just remembered this recently. Uh, I think it was in like middle school that Rolling Stone offered a uh, lifetime subscription to the magazine for like one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Uh, and I remember thinking at the time, like, oh man, I should give that as like a a present to a baby. <laughs> Uh, like I feel like if I did, had done that at the time that, that kid's only got like five more years of Rolling Stone left if do they still do a print one I think they do I think it's it's smaller now I know that it's not the giant yeah Ugh, remember when it was so it was such a weird format yeah I always preferred spin. That's another one that I I think I bought an issue of it because somebody I, I think Weezer was on the cover. I would read it cover to cover. It was definitely I think a little more alternative than Rolling Stone at the time. Um, where I started reading Andy Greenwald, hmm. uh, and Ultra Girl had a column in it where she'd make playlists. What a time! Who's, who's Ultra Girl? She was like a early blogger. Huh. Um, I'm gonna quickly amend to prove that I'm not cool at all. It was Bender from Futurama on the cover of Spin Magazine. <laughs> cool. Yep. This one is so pretty. It is pretty. What's Rory doing right now? That's Gilmore Girls. Oh, it was Gossip Girl. That's right. So I don't know what Blair was doing at this time. Or the the guy who really is Gossip Girl. Spoilers. Sorry. Oh, spoiled. <laughs> She was crying inside your stomach. Oh man, one of our listeners could actually be uh, streaming, binge watching that during quarantine right now. I feel bad. Oh well. It was 10 years ago. I think it's okay. <laughs> Everyone knows who Gossip Girl was. Tony Soprano either does or does not die at the end of Sopranos. I'm never watching Sopranos. I started it once, it was boring. I really like The Sopranos, but... I could not get into it. Yeah. I think it was also too long after the fact, and I was just like, eh, I can't do this. That's fair. Did you... Were you a Mad Men person? Yeah. Loved it. Once once Sopranos picked up speed, it 
felt more like Mad Men to me. That was able. Well, I, why I was able to kind of push through. Okay. But uh, it, yeah, that first season wasn't amazing. Yeah, and I, I definitely didn't make it past the first season. That was pretty, and it wasn't. It didn't get. It just kind of stayed where it was. Oh, it didn't really quiet. become more epic. This one's called My Friend Marcus. I don't know why, but Marcus is my go-to. I need a fake name. That's funny. I made a video a long time ago where I played a character named Marcus Clack, who wrote lyrics to instrumental songs. <laughs> His father touched more than I don't really remember this song very much. It's a waltz. It's interesting. That first verse was also dark as hell. (laughs) Yeah, I heard a reference to a father, which usually in music is probably not going to go well. Uh, It was my friend Marcus. He sleeps in my basement. His father touched more than his spirit. Yikes. Yep. Go home, son. Find the father and you're me. Is he he kicking Marcus out? Uh, I'm on Genius trying to figure this out right now, and uh, that's the title of the song or the album. Um, Hmm. uh, unclear it. Uh, that one genius annotation thinks that it may be the narrator's father telling Marcus to find God to mm. save him. That is a great line. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. I don't know if this interpret obviously whatever everyone can interpret music however they want, but the interpretation of that someone put of the chorus is so it's now I can see me see you mean everything to nothing. Uh, the this take is that it's a divide between what the narrator believes that God is everything to a believer, but he sees now that God means nothing to him anymore. Hmm. So, like, just generally about, like, losing faith, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty heavy, Andy. Yeah. I'm going way back into our our back catalog, but that guitar line, the the, uh, the yeah. reminds reminds me of eels. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that is back. This one is Tony the Tiger. 
Oh. Damn, I love Frosted Flakes. They are good. Uh, good. I just bought a box of Peanut Butter Crunch and I regret nothing. I don't know. What's Peanut Butter Crunch? It's uh, Um, like the shape of... It's a Cap'n Crunch spinoff. It's the... uh, Looks like Kix, tastes like peanut butter. I never had this. I was not a big cereal kid. Because mm. I didn't and still don't like milk. I was a big cereal kid. Honestly, I think I like cereal more now as an adult. Because now I can just not have cow milk. <laughs> right. Cow milk is anymore. gross and I don't like it. My favorite cereal, though, is mm, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, that was definitely my favorite, but we would only get that on super rare occasions because it was always very expensive. We'd have to wait till it was on sale. Fair. Because also you go through a box of cereal in like two servings. It's true. Yeah, I feel like we had a lot of generic cereal, but I, I ate Pop-Tarts a lot as a kid. We did a lot of toaster strudels. Oh, that was like a that was like for weekends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes we could have them on school days. That was more <laughs> of like a treat for us. I see. They must have just been more expensive than fucking pop tarts, is my guess. Yeah, that's probably right. Weekend breakfast for us was my mom making like eggs and sausage and stuff. Yeah, we would get we would they, my parents would make breakfast sometimes on the weekend too. But we did um. We did breakfast for dinner a lot. To be fair, in retrospect, oh, nice. I think it's because my mom can't cook well. <laughs> like my like, she, that's not even shape. My dad is the one who cooks in my family, so if my dad was at work, my mom would be like, "Uh, scrambled eggs." Uh, in retrospect, <laughs> that's funny. We, I, I only remember a handful of breakfast for dinners, and I think they were either by request or there weren't enough groceries. Dude, that's my I guess. Love bre- I might have breakfast for dinner tonight. That sounds great. I like it. I mean, because, like, as an adult who lives alone, I will sometimes get up and cook a breakfast on, like, a Saturday or Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. But, and whatever, cooking breakfast for one person is easy, at least, to, like, portion, obviously. Yep. But still, I don't love to get up and cook when I'm sleepy. That makes sense. Uh, we'll see. I'll I did uh, a new fancy coffee bean today, though, that I'm excited ooh. to make tomorrow. Heather uh, grinds her own stuff and has a pour-over uh-huh. method with a timer. Uh-huh. Sure do. She, I got she oh, does I upgraded. I have an electric kettle now. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, very fancy. I'll text you a picture later. <laughs> I would like to see this. Yes. Uh, during quarantine, I've been mm-hmm. making... Uh, like in a different time I would have a bunch of extra hamburger buns and not feel bad about them going bad but uh, I've been making like breakfast sandwiches with them oh that's nice it's been good we oh my the coffee shop near my house had a new brew or not a new brew a new bean so I went and got that today I'm very excited about it it's um uh, the coffee shop is Yemen and they get they do like cool ones this one is 
It has notes of plum jam, dark chocolate, and deep oh. citrus. Huh. I don't know. I think it's going to be good for a cold brew. I, w- I would like to hear your review. I'll give you a review. If it's good, I'll get you a bag. <laughs> Ooh, even better. After COVID, you should go to this coffee shop. It's very good. It's a little far for you now. <laughs> yeah. So this song is called Everything to Nothing, which is the title. But then oh, we a also double reference. reference. Yeah. Huh. So which one is the titular track? Well, this I one guess this one. the same title. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was easy. Great. Uh, we were talking about breakfast. Was there any reference to uh, the cereal mascot? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> How funny would it be if we re-listened and it was just a straight-up advertisement, like, product placement? <laughs> it was branded content. I think General Mills should consider it, at least. They should. Sponsored in retrospect. Yeah. There's that Lonely Island track that suddenly turns into an advertisement for Chex Mix that is one of my favorite things. Yeah. Uh, I also started listening to that podcast, Wind of Change, which is about the Scorpion song, Wind of Change, and the journalist, like, uh, heard a rumor that the CIA actually wrote that song as, like, propaganda. Whoa. I haven't finished the podcast yet to find out if that was true or not, but... What, what aspect of that song would make it propaganda? Um, it's very, like, inspiring and, like, trying to bring the country together, oh, I believe, interesting. is the deal. But the Scorpions are... Hold on, they're not American. I'm trying to remember what, where they're from. I don't fucking know. Someone just... Um, uh... It celebrates basically the end of the Cold War. Huh. So, yeah, I don't fucking know. I haven't finished the podcast. Honestly, the podcast is kind of boring. So but not a recommendation. No, I mean, the premise was interesting enough to yeah, have that's fascinating. Good, but, um, the podcast I didn't love. Are there, are there any Avid brothers in this band? No. They're good in harmony. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I see. What's the Scorpion's big one? Rocky like a hurricane? Yes. No further questions. I like this one. This one's been good. So good. I was distracted because I was just like listening to What do you think the lead singer of this band looks like? Ooh. I'm gonna say he's a thin guy with Keith Urban's hair. I don't know what the fuck Keith Ur- Oh no, he has long gray hair, right? Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I picture him as kind of like a strawberry blonde. Mm-hmm. And uh, he always looks very serious in photo shoots. Okay. Texting you a link. Okay. 
He doesn't look crazy. I was just, I don't know. It was a thing that popped into my head. Yeah, you're, you're going to send me... You're, you're not right, oh. but... Okay. I, I'm expecting you to send me a photo of Monkey. Oh, I wasn't picturing the beard. Yeah. No, yeah, like, he looks very normal. And I was just like, I don't know. I was just curious what you were envisioning. When his hair is longer, he, uh, uh, future friend of the show, uh, Connor Ratliff has a very similar beard right now. Mm. Um, this, oh no, this isn't the final track. Or is it actually? Uh, hold on. I got to check because sometimes Spotify adds the extra ones. Mm. You know how it loves to trick me. Based on these photos, it seems as though Andy Hall, or Hall, is sponsored by Fender Guitars. Okay. Um, is this the last one? <sighs> okay, this is the last one. Oh, I panicked. Oh! Want to know what happened? Bonus track? Or hidden track? Hidden track. Aha. Uh-huh. Got me. What's this called? This one is called The River. I would think I would say this is a fan favorite. Hmm. Bruce Springsteen has an album called The River. I a think that's correct. Got to get John Murray back on you. Uh, it's an album. Okay. This feels like a closer. Yeah. Me and my brothers, we have tongues sharp as And I found a way out. Make a noise. Close your eyes. Trying to figure out what the song is about. Yeah. Uh, um, Quick-witted brother, as far as I can hear, so far. Yeah, that is correct about that verse. The titular river. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm reading the lyrics, and I would say this is generally like a. God, it's been a minute since I thought or spoke about spirituality, but I would say it's like. Yeah, the hit. baptism river. Yeah, and, it's, and it seems like the like he is speaking to God, so and like, one of the lines is like uh, I think I talk to you best when I sing, so almost like singing is hmm. I don't know if prayer is the right word there, I'm clearly super religious, everyone can obviously tell that from how well it's speaking <laughs> to this topic 
But you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and I scrolled ahead. Uh, there's also a line, I'm going to leave you the first chance I get, which I think also plays back to the other song we were talking about where he's, like, doubting his faith. Oh, I see. Would be my guess. That's my uh, cursory interpretation here. Okay. I like it. I'm going to leave you the first chance I get. Like I said, I scrolled ahead as though I was, like, cheating and looking at the end of the book <laughs> ha. i was like it's a song i've heard a million times <laughs> you know about how you can't think ahead when you're hearing other words yeah i'm gonna Heather, you are typing a ton all of a sudden. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It was just audible. Oh, that's funny. I couldn't hear it at all. I have the noise thing <laughs> headphones on now. Honestly, it probably helped us from getting our uh, podcast flagged for having <laughs> too much too music. Much yeah. <laughs> Man, he really hits those needs. Yeah. <laughs> this one's almost too emotional for, like, I can't imagine a concert playing the, but, like, this would stop the show, I think. You'd have to do this last. I would, but, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's just the closer, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, you, you need a break after that song. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, that song was basically six minutes long. Then apparently there'd be two minutes of silence. Okay. And then the hidden track, which will just automatically play now. Great. Hidden tracks. Ugh. Did did the Spotify leave in the two minutes of silence? No. Hmm. It's just a separate track. God knows you're on my mind. Can try to tell him for the record, I think this is just basically what right away Great Captain sounds like. Oh, interesting. Is there any accompaniment on those, or is it just him and a guitar? Um, it has been a minute since I listened to right away. Uh, every time I, I think it's just him. I can't remember if the recordings have more, but every time I've ever seen him tour as right away, it's just been him. I see. But I never think it any This is the bright eyes yes he's been so far. <laughs> yeah. Find the answers in time. 
bodies pile up sky This one is pretty. It I don't is. really remember this, but I guess I probably wasn't listening to the secret track very much to be off. Right. Honest. I love a good maritime song. True. But I didn't obviously know there was a god element to these, but this one's a little more gaudy than I remember. <laughs> And he said it's magic, wonderful. And he swears to him it's wonderful. And the lake you speak goes magical. Yeah, I really don't remember this one. <laughs> and I make sure that we're both wonderful. Your brother, and that's all right. Though, to be fair, with the thought of the last one being a closer, this does feel like to me the song they'd come back out with for an encore. True. Your brother, and that's all right. We're brothers, it makes it right. Yeah, just Andy walks out with the guitar, and then eventually the organist. This would be a good opener. Yes. The way that I don't think I've ever seen them play this song. I could be wrong, but I like this song. I'm surprised it's uh, hidden. Each other during the night. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Yeah, true. With the creatures that play outside. Yeah, I think you should look up right away, Great Captain. I think you might like it. I may just. How much longer is this song? <laughs> yeah, it's a little long. Uh, less than a minute. Okay. This one, if you're right, though, I don't think I would have called that out, but I do think it sounds like bright eyes. Like, his, even like his vocal tone in it. Yeah. Interesting. It's it's mostly like the the endings of the words. Yeah, where it's like they kind of quavers, quivers, yeah. quivers, whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> whatever. Um, that's it. Manchester ah, Orchestra. Ah, ah, no, get out of here. Sorry. Whatever that was. A different song. Um, what'd you think? Overall thoughts. It was all over the map in terms of like that first song was right in my sweet spot. And then sometimes it was like kind of quiet and reflective. And then other times, uh, way too aggressive for me. Uh, <laughs> right. So it's, it's hard for me to give it, uh, an overall grade here because I, I liked a significant portion of it. And then the other half was just not for me at all. It's right, weird. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I did not really think going into this that you would love this album. Um, but I think, I don't think it necessarily sounds like anything else we've really done on the podcast, though. It's either. true. Um, I love it if they're a <laughs> great band and they seem like nice guys. That's a plus. 
Yeah. I did, I did notice on the link that you sent me the f- it was just a Google image result and yes. like the fourth the fourth result was I met Andy and from a Reddit post. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even I didn't click into any of them. I bet he's very nice to his fans. Uh he seems like a genuinely nice human. Um, I like that. Oh, I do see. I, I see the photo. That's funny. Uh, clearly after a show, he's very sweaty in that photo. <laughs> um, uh, amazing. Yeah, I'm going to check out some of the solo stuff. Give it a yeah, spin. I think you should. I think you should. Um, cool. Ramsey, where can people find you online? You can find me online at Ramsey ESS uh, on Twitter. And you can play my Paul McCartney video game. Heather, how about you? You can find me at Heather Shea, S-H-A-E. You can find the podcast on iTunes where you should leave us a review. You can find everything else at ifyourelistening.com. Yeah, that's it. I think we did it. We did it. Great. Bye. Bye. Bye.